0: Hi, this is Dr. Cameron Thompson, and you're listening to the Marquesi de Carabás podcast. This is a short supplementary lesson for my graduate students in a course on virtuous leadership in our modern society we're looking at the question of narrative identity we're going to address some particular points on that here so we have a better and firmer ground on which to stand on in understanding what we're talking about when we when we speak of narrative identity what is narrative what is story and how does that work how does that relate to ethics what is narrative Narrative is the overarching, often implicit or unconsciously held and unarticulated story structures that define and situate human understanding of the world, of their society, and also of themselves, and consequently how we interact in and with these spheres. Narrative, or story, is essentially the animating form or soul of a society's self-understanding, that is, our understanding of it, and of our understanding of history and future. That is to say, where we've been, what we are doing, and where we're going. When I say that narrative, excuse me, when I say that narrative uh, are this, narrative is the structures that define and situate Our understanding of the world. It it situates our mode, our our very framework or paradigm of interacting with the world around us at the level of world, distinct from environment, uh, the real physical existence uh, in which we find ourselves. World is our conceptual framework uh, for understanding the real environment, a substantial environment, so there's a distinction there that we're not going into here, but it situates our, our, um, our way, our mode of interacting with the world around us, our way of thinking about it, and, and thinking about it in a very precognitive or unconscious way. Uh, this is something that happens at a much more basic level than cognition or logical reasoning. In the way we typically understand that to be. Now we can look at narrative on two basic levels, so there's two levels that we're talking about this in the course that I'm teaching, and that is the level of the macrocosm and the microcosm. By macrocosm here, the macrocosmic level, we're talking about narrative, we're talking about the narrative of society at large, of the world, and thus of history. Let's call this societal narrative. At the level of the microcosm, we're talking about narrative of the individual person, that is personal self-identity, who you implicitly believe yourself to be. Let's call it personal narrative. So we have societal narrative and personal narrative. Societal narrative is the uh, is the dominant or one of the dominant narratives of society at large, how we understand the world, how society understands itself. These are often implicit but reinforced by social structures, by uh, aesthetic uh, messaging, that is to say, media in all its various forms and common stories that we tell ourselves and each other throughout the society. Uh, Personal self-identity is the often, again, often implicit and unconsciously held narrative structure of your own identity. Now, narratives can be more or less consonant with or aligned with reality – or they can be entirely fabricated, for example, the worst of propaganda, um, some examples of this, the Nazi master race narrative, or the Marxist perpetual class warfare narrative, which were invented to achieve certain ideological and political ends, and uh, could be more or less consciously or unconsciously held by people who have essentially come under the spell of those narratives now that's something else to point out about narrative is that it 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 works more like an enchantment or a spell uh, in fact, the word spell itself is Anglo-Saxon word for story, for narrative. So these these essentially mean the same thing. Again, this is happening at a precognitive level or a non-logical rational level. This is something that we identify with, something that begins to influence our mode of thinking and interacting with the world or mode, even what we think we know, our way of approaching knowledge and facts is conditioned by are narrative or narratives the stories or the spells under which we fall as it were so what is the impact of narrative why bother with narrative at all can't we just determine the truth from the facts as they are the problem is that the facts the data never speak for themselves never actually tell the story themselves the facts are facts and data are data but they are always linked together, they are always woven together. The events of life and of history, that is to say, are woven together into a story, a narrative, by the people that behold them, by the people that remember them, by the people that that talk about them, that communicate them, that is to say, us and everybody. And so, the fact, our understanding of events in history and in our life is entirely contingent upon the the narratives that we hold, whether implicitly or expi- explicitly. So if you want to understand the events of history, if you want to understand what is going on in our modern world right now, if you want to understand the events of your own life, this is all situated uh, within the framework of your narratives, or the narrative of society as these events or bits of news or facts are being told you. And this is how you make sense of things this is how we make sense of things is by fitting them in to a broader story. That is to say, to understand events rightly, to understand facts and data correctly, you need to be operating within the correct narrative. And so the narrative or narratives that you carry about with you, that you hold, the narratives that are situated for you, that situate you within themselves as the dominant narratives of society at large, or at least your societal narrative that you carry around with you, will determine how you interpret and understand the events of history, and the events of the world around you. Alistair MacIntyre, McIntyre, in his book After Virtue, points out the fact that we can only understand, or we can only know what we are to do, what we ought to do, when we understand the story or stories of which we are a part we have to first understand the story or the stories of which we are a part in order to know what we are to do or how we are to live that is to say what you choose to do how you live your life is dependent on the story or stories you accept implicitly or explicitly as true and of which you are a part Therefore, there are two conclusions to draw from this. Number one, to become who you are meant to be, you must examine and reshape your implicit, unconscious narratives, which are often formed in you by the dominant societal narratives through your own life experiences, and by identifying these implicit, unconscious narratives of yourself and of society, reshape that narrative to align with the story as it truly is in the sight of god and secondly this means that to develop and live in a way contrary to the dominant narratives of modern secularism you need to enter into which means first being able to see and to understand you need to be able to enter into an alternative societal narrative a different and truer story the essence of the of, of the essence of looking at narrative is this that in life whoever tells the best story not so much with their words but with their life their deeds and their art will triumph in some you cannot solve a narrative identity problem with argumentation laws or politicking but only with a more true narrative and so you must tell a better story with your deeds your words and your art. Thank you for listening to the Marquesi di Carabas Podcast. To hear future episodes of the podcast, please remember to subscribe to the Marquesi di Carabas Podcast available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.